Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Dork Trek. Uh, my name is Bob. Hello and welcome to our our watch through through Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Today, Jenny Gosh. couldn't join us because um, she had other things she had to do. And it's a shame because I feel like she's going to miss the best episode of season one and maybe like the first three seasons. Absolutely. Oh, Dennis is already making faces at me. Hello, Dennis. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Benjamin, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Before we continue, I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, Things From Another World. Uh, Things From Another World is a place, uh, it's a comic shop online. You can go there, you can get all kinds of great stuff. They have all the uh, trades for your Star Trek, Star Wars, new comics, anything you need. Things From Another World, just go to dorktrek.com, click on the Things From Another World banner, and it will take you right to the store, and you can shop to your heart's content. And thank you for sponsoring the podcast. We really appreciate it. Now, do they actually have things from the TV show Another World, the soap opera? I don't think that's the right name of the soap opera. That would be really cool if they did, though. Isn't that days? Able... Is isn't that Days of Our Lives? There's not a soap opera called Things from Another World. No, it's called Another World. No, I don't. The show's remember name that. is Another World. I don't remember that. I remember a yeah. different world. No, there was Another World, and so yeah. this is so this shop has things from that show. That show. That would be so really cool if, awesome. they did, if they had like a little section. Well, Look, I'm not gonna, like an end cap. That was I, just I, I, I'm not going to carry this too far. I'm just happy that, here that we have a sponsor. That's yeah, not that's awesome. our make-believe little Debbie. Maybe well, I we will, can sponsor in another world end cap for them. Well, I will say that they might have it because uh, they have all kinds of things at things from another world. They have statues and toys and books and games and all kinds of stuff. So like I said, just go to dorktrek.com, click on the banner, and you can get shopping today at uh, Things from Another World. So let's get down to the brass tacks of this thing. It is episode four, season episode four, season one. It is what called flange, phage, 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 phage. Yep. So it's, it's named after a bacterial phage. Yes, a phage. Mm -hmm. Phage comes from the Latin, I think, to mean to eat. To eat. Yes. Phage. Now, Dennis, when I said this is the best episode of the first season, you looked at me with uh, with with hate in your eyes, Daddy. And I, I mean, I, I don't agree with that assessment. Right. All right. You can be wrong. It's fine. Ben and I will agree, right, Ben? I could no? be wrong. You it's the we, best episode I've seen so far. I will. I will agree with you on that. It's the best episode I've seen so far. Yeah, maybe it's got nothing to do with time travel, which right, we, we finally are batting 500 for non time travel <laughs> episodes. That should not be the case after four episodes of a series that you're just now getting the average under uh, 50%. And I got to tell you, I like the way it starts because it's very much in the vein of hey, how do they have unlimited things? They're going to need to find the materials to get them through on this trip. And mm -hmm. so they think they find a planet that's filled with dilithium. So they're stoked, like, cool, we can go down there and mine some dilithium and we'll get some. And Torres is gonna turn 
um, the the uh, the like a launching bay or something into a distillery or something like that, right? Like well, a, the like processing the, plant, the auxiliary uh, uh, impulse engine room right yeah something like that something like that it's like uh, you might need that <laughs> the auxiliary engine room the starfleet over engineers all of their stuff i guess but this is a I small mean, ship like everything yeah but they could probably have twice the crew if not for the fact that so much space is taken up for the backups to the backups to the yeah. backups well it's, i guess it's good i mean best to be prepared i guess backup backup backups well, um, it comes in handy, you know, if you ever find yourself 70 years from Earth. Yes, true, true. You know, as one does on this show. So Torres wants to turn her auxiliary broom into a dilithium processing refinery. refinery, which is a really great idea. But, you know, so that's cool. Uh, so they're going to find some dilithium and then they go into, Janway's going to get something to eat. She goes into her private dining quarters. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty yeah, depression's sh- mess. Right? Yeah, that's pretty fancy. That's a not really. That's a standard navy thing. Okay, I was not in the navy, so why would I know these things? See, we never really saw a cafeteria on the Enterprise, so like we didn't get to see that aspect of it. Like everybody would just go to ten forward there. Yes, they they go to the club. Well, we get the that strip club food yeah but they get some chicken wings and a quesadilla that ain't very good and maybe some nachos that just have cheese on them and stale ass chips Mm. we see the captain's mozzarella sticks dennis what's your favorite strip club food uh i don't like to eat in those kind of establishments (laughs) sometimes strip club food is pretty good though it might be it just doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you eat when you're sitting on the runway, but if you're just at the bar having a cocktail at first before you get to the runway, that's not a bad place. Yeah, you? no, I mean, I have nothing against people eating in there. I just, it just doesn't seem like it's not a fit for me. Some places, I know some places have like buffets. And I know I don't like land. to eat at a bar or something like, you know. Okay, so you don't like to eat at any bar? Not really. Okay. Like I've done it at... Buffalo Wild Wings when I had to go there to watch an obscure soccer match or something mm-hmm. like something that was on BN or something like that and had to eat at the bar and it's just not comfortable I don't like it okay I feel very exposed I you know like you get a stain on your face it's like oh I've got to clean it and then you feel like everybody can see you do it it's like you're on a stage because you're sitting higher than the rest of the patrons who are sitting at tables so now, like Dennis, everybody can look up at you. So you're saying if you sat at a table in the booth or something and you got something on your face, you would just leave it there? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to feel self-conscious about it. You know. How do you feel about the high tops? I hate high top tables. I hate them. Like, at least the high top, you can let your leg swing some. I know? hate I hate them. Like sitting at the bar, you can't really swing your legs around. I hate. I, yeah. I don't. I don't mind sitting at a bar. I eat at a bar all the time. I eat at second place where we go to watch our matches, and the food is choice. But um, but I hate a high top table because I might as well just stand. Mm-hmm. Because for my height, there's really no difference. Like it's it's kind of the same thing. Like it's not. I'm not. I'm not impressed with it. I hate a high top table. Yeah, my my preference would be booth. Is it's it's more private. It's uh-huh. more secure feeling the table depending on the location i hate the tables for it's the ones where they have the two the rows of booths and then in the middle they have a row of tables yeah i don't like because i i feel very exposed there 
but I would rather do that than sit at the high tops. And I would rather do high tops than sit of a bar. Bar is like the bottom. The only, the only thing that I don't like about the booth is invariably somebody will have to get up at some point that's sitting on the inside of the booth, you know, against the wall. And mm -hmm. so half the group needs to get up and let that person out. And How many motherfuckers are you going out with? I mean, if you got, I mean, <laughs> see you already are in a different category than me because i'm just, if i'm with people i'm probably going to go for a table because yeah well no I, I don't i really don't know what i would do in that situation because that would require me being out with other people yeah that's it sounds so foreign i love talking about this too like it's christmas like we're little kids on christmas like i like a booth <laughs> sometimes i'll take a ball now how do you feel about the table the the chair at the end of the table on a booth how do you feel about that Oh, ghetto. Like where they bring a, a chair yeah. into the yeah. booth, yeah. like yeah. for yeah. a fifth person? Yeah. Unless it's like a baby seat. But even a that's baby still, seat's okay. Baby seat still looks ghetto. Babies yeah. ain't real people. <gasps> that's a hot take right there. That yeah. is. They don't count. Take. I mean, you know, it's hot just take. like. It, all right. So when you go in and you say, yeah, there's hot five. Take. Uh huh. Is that mom, dad, the two kids, and a baby? No, you always say, okay. Uh, four and many, a baby. How many? Yeah, four and a baby. Three adults. And because they're. Because, you know, you're letting well, them know a, you need a high chair. And there's a specific menu. Because they got to give them the kids menu that they can draw on and stuff. Even so, though kids never want to draw on the kids menus. They're like, this is fucking stupid. And then I would always end up myself drawing on the kids menu. Because yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. I love maize. Hell yeah. I can find out which waffle's wrong. Shit, look at that one. I only got one eye. I'm a genius, kids. Where's, there's the one restaurant I used to go is a barbecue place and they had like the table was just like butcher paper. Yeah, that yeah, okay. They do that in some pizza places and shit too. And yeah. they would give the kids crayons and they could just draw on the, the paper. Yeah. You know, and so it was like just going like, to the okay. doctor's office, they just roll it out. That's where they get the paper from. It's the same yeah. paper. Same same thing, sanitary yeah, hookup. Yeah. Holla if you hear me. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking, but yeah, I always sit at a bar and eat. That's what I, like I said, every weekend, especially for the later matches. Cause then sometimes I can just hang out if like city play at 10 and then the kitchen opens and I'll hang out for the 1230 match and just eat delicious food and not go home and just hang out with the, with the fellows that kind of hang out at the bar and watch the next match. It's very fun. And we can enjoy our Manchester city victory. We're trying to get the place to be open this Sunday for Liverpool, but I'm not going. I'm but you're on the lobbying committee, but you won't you won't go. I'm not going because I don't want to get corona and I know City's gonna lose. Mark my words. You think so? There's no way Liverpool's gonna lose three matches at home in a row. Three in a row at home. They don't okay. have any center backs. They just got two of them. Yeah, but are they quarantining? I don't know. But they well, I know one of them might be because it came from uh Zifaderland. But um they got that would be three losses in a row, and Manchester City hasn't won at Liverpool in like thirty years. Yeah. So, I got a, I got a lot of bad feelings about a lot of bad things. Because I was watching that match the other day with Liverpool, and I know Salah would have scored both of those goals right off the bat. We're going to be three nothing down, twenty minutes in. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Twenty minutes in, we'll be losing three to three nothing. We'll be like, how the fuck did this happen? Then I gotta hang out and watch the Super Bowl. You guys watching the Super Bowl? What is that this week? Yeah, it's Sunday. I put up a banner for it on my Facebook 
photo or whatever. Nice. Only because a friend of mine uh, passed away this year from the COVIDs, and he uh-huh. was a big uh, Chiefs fan. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm supporting the uh, Chiefs just in uh, his honor. That's nice. But That's uh, nice. otherwise, I could give two shits about football if the Patriots aren't playing. Yeah, I don't care. That's, well, Brady, that's the only team Brady's I know. playing, so it's kind of like the Patriots. Yes, pretty much. Did you see the SNL opener with you know what works or does it still work or whatever it is? Nah, I missed that. McC- you you should check that out on the YouTube's. I'll, I'll watch it on Peacock or as we call it in our Manchester City uh, chat, cock. Check are it we, on the cock. Okay. Are we on the cock? Oh yeah, we're on the cock this week. Okay, so anyway, let's get back to Star Trek. Yeah. We've already, uh, we, we, we barely started talking about the app, but we haven't even got to Neelix turning her room into a kitchen, her, her into a kitchen, which is kind of cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because the replicant. Not if you're expecting to have a nice private breakfast. Well, stop. She should stop being so elite. She's an elitist. Yeah, but yeah she's a captain. She worked hard to get in that position. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, Dennis. You want to have those perks. You, she has her quarters, which are probably going to be the big you know among the biggest on the ship waterbed right oh yeah she's got a waterbed she's got her uh ready room just off the bridge mm-hmm. which is bigger than my entire apartment i think that um, table and, alone is gigantic well no the table's in the conference room this is the ready room her private office where she's got she's got her desk and then she's got a little coffee oh, that's, area she's got that. that's where she talked to her boyfriend on the space phone right yeah and now we find out she's got her own private mess. You know, she's got her own bathroom, too. I guarantee she's got a fancy they, bathroom. They somewhere. never show the bathroom in Star Trek. Well, yeah, they do. When? Well, you know, not somebody on the... Well, yeah, they've actually shown somebody sitting on the toilet. Not sitting on the toilet as in using it, but sitting on a toilet. I think they showed the bathroom in Discovery because the, the two boys were brushing their teeth in the bathroom that day when they were talking about being in mm-hmm. love with each other. You remember that? Was it a bathroom? That's just a valet, though. A valet? What the hell's a valet? A valet is just like a little sink area with a mirror. That's a vanity, bro. Okay. You're out of your you're out of your fucking element, Dennis. Okay. My wife sells those things on her company's website. Out of my depth. Yeah. Out of your fucking depth, Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm sure she's got her own can. She's got her own chair. If for the Patreons and for uh, me and Bob, Dennis, if you move your head a little bit, you can see the bottom of the uh, shovel ship there behind you. Mm-hmm. If you just move off to the – yeah, right there. And there's Tuvok right over your shoulder. Right, just above Tuvok's head on the bottom of the saucer section. I'm pointing to it on my – yeah, right where Dennis is pointing. That's the captain's yacht. Hmm. It's like a, a – they never use it. Uh, the Enterprise had one as well. Um, they use it in – On the Enterprise E. Yep, but insurrection. Uh, but um, it was uh, you know. So she's got her own yacht. She's got her own. So does she really need her own dining room? I'm just gonna go out and say Cisco wasn't even a captain, and he barely had an office. He just had to eat at the fucking food court. Cisco's office was like the size of my laundry room. Like he basically had a desk and that was and a door. Well, so he, he would cook for himself. I know. I have to cook. Unless they want to go to the, the Klingon restaurant. 
you know, for a special the occasion. Do you think that uh, the Klingon restaurant had like a Klingon guy out there holding like a tray with like stuff on it so people can just walk by and take it? Gok. Didn't he play music occasionally? Yeah, I got to give him some gok, man. That gok, gok is tight. Are you going to buy food there? No, no I'm just getting gok. I'm going to go around three times. Yeah. He won't know. You got the sesame gok today? Oh, oh shit, yeah. son. You got the curry gok. But then I bet if you took too much. Pepper pepper gok? <laughs> if you took the bourbon gok? If you, if you went around too much, I bet the Klingon guy would challenge your honor and you'd have yeah, to fight would, with the you, you could catch a bat lift yeah. quickly that way. That's your third trip. You have no honor. Come on. <laughs> Push you through a plate glass, you know, uh, display panel. I just love that DS, there was a place on the promenade because we had the Klingon restaurant. We had Quarks. They but then there was a place, gifts. there was a place called the Replimat. The Replimat. And it was just a place where you went to use the replicators. That makes sense. I mean, that was an option. It's like, don't you have one of those in your quarters? Yeah, but you want to go this out. A, but this is Cardassian design. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they probably will. No, I guess everybody still had them in their quarters, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you want to go out and holler at some chicks and like hang out with your with The social crew. aspect. Yeah. I guess that's why we had 10 Ford. It's like, you got to replicate it. Replicate your own drinks. You know, honestly, it was probably there for the enslaved Bajorans. <laughs> to get probably, like, their yeah. gruel you're probably right <laughs> like it just served oatmeal with yeah. an earring on it yeah <laughs> like the quicker up man's got that weird earring just he's looking all sad and shit and yeah. there's a cardassian punching him in the back of the head on the cover. He, he's dipping the oatmeal <laughs> and as he dips it he goes my child yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah so but i think the neelix thing neelix turns her private dining area into a kitchen but this is an already troubling theme for me with this show and it continues on with this episode because Janway finds Neelix funny or charming or interesting or she just lets his antics go like continually it's like easier than confronting him is it for her well do you think Picard would put up with that shit no no but do you think Cisco would put up with that shit Hell no. Cisco punched Q in the fucking face. And we you know, never saw his being. And we never saw his crack of ass again. Like he was like, fuck this place. I ain't coming back here. That was a good punch. Y'all scary. <laughs> That's all I, I mean, if Picard had punched him at the fir- just that first episode. Well, but Picard would have chopped him, to be fair. He or he would have like hit him with the with the rapier. Yeah. But no, I just um but I don't think Janeway is used to confrontation. Like I think that's bred out of Starfleet officers because everybody plays by the rules. Everybody even even the, the Maquis, there's a sense of, okay, well, you you still have there's a certain level that you have to listen to the other person. Where when you're dealing with with um I guess Neelix, it's a, he's such an outsider. That, that sense of decorum, that sense of having to follow the rules. I don't think Picard would have dealt with him. Picard yeah. would have told Riker, hey, Riker, handle this, man. Come on. Yeah. The, I mean, you have people for that. But dude, see, Janeway doesn't. Think about what he Riker, said. Riker did Picard's wet work for yeah. him. Yeah. And I mean, think about what Picard said to Wesley at first. He was like, get this fucking kid off my bridge. He knows that kid. He knows that kid ain't got a daddy. He knows this kid's mama. He might be his son. And he's like, get him. Get him the fuck out of here. I ain't dealing with this punk ass kid. No kids on the bridge. Yeah. 
And then Neelix is just doing whatever the fuck he wants to. And Janeway's like, oh, Neelix. And that kind of gets us into more trouble with this episode. Maybe, maybe she got confused as to which either him or Kess lives only nine years. And she thought, well, he's going to die soon anyways. Hopefully he'll be dead soon. Hey, how old are you? How many, what are you? Eight, eight and a half, eight and three quarters. <laughs> Sun's going down, big fella. She's got a calendar in her office with just mark it off days. She's getting pissed at like nine years and two months. What the fuck is going on here? This motherfucker is supposed to be dead. Is Captain Cyburn's gonna croak? <laughs> but yeah, but she's uh, she's too she's too forgiving. She's too I guess like oh Neelix like he's Neelix essentially is Kramer on this show. He's Kramer. He's the white guy who lived next door to the Jeffersons, Bentley. Like he's just a wacky neighbor who just shows up and like I'm here. And like oh Bentley, you're so silly. And then. Yeah, he's Lenny and Squiggy. He's, uh, you know, um, who is the guy from? Fuck, what was the show? I can't even remember the name of the show. Yeah. Every show had the wacky neighbor, though. But he's like a thousand percent less charming than all those people. Like I never Absolutely. wanted, I never wanted Kramer to die. No. I never, I never hoped Bentley got hit by a car. You know. Bentley was cool though. Bentley was cool as hell. He was yeah, just some cool British, British dude. Yeah, he'd just come over. Hello, Mr. Jefferson. Hello, Mr. Jefferson. You know he was tapping Miss Jefferson's ass when George was at the cleaners. You know he was Weezy. all up in it. Wheezy, yes. Oh, Wheezy. Hello. Yeah. Sweet Punani Wheezy. <laughs> yes, I love I love Bentley. He was cool as hell. But yeah, now um yeah, it just again, it just plays out into that, into that thing because then we have the okay, we're gonna go down. Your boy, who hates being there, goes. He Beltron. really does hate being there. He does. <laughs> Chakotay is like I never didn't really ever notice it watching this show, but he he fucking hates everything about this. We're five episodes in, and he's already he's already phoning it in. Like, how does how is this happening? What what do I have to do to get the check? Yeah, I'll go down there. Sure. Neelix yeah. volunteers to join the away team, and he's like, well, "Where are you going?" I like. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, you need me down there. I I found it, and blah blah blah." He's like, oh, "Whatever, come on." I've been practicing my tricorder, and I've been doing yeah. this and doing that, and and again, I think everybody just thinks, "Well, maybe this is the one that'll kill him." And <laughs> it could have been. And it could have been almost. Us, we were so, so close, so close, yet so far away. Just. Here's the thing. How do you screw up so bad on your first? Because they go down to the planetoid. Well, he didn't listen. That's the whole point why he should have never been on the away team in the first place. There's protocols. There's there's training. He didn't have any of it. And then he loses his freaking lungs. Well, I mean, Chakotay is telling him, all right, cool. Stay where you are. We'll be right there. Okay, I'm, I'm in the cavern now. It's like, motherfucker, listen. What part of stay where you are do you not understand? Yeah. You know, just listen, yeah. stop. Don't go any further. Okay. We're coming, Neelix. We'll be right there. And he's like, I don't think this is this isn't right. This is this brick is blah. This wall is blah blah. Neelix, stop. Just go back. If once you realize shit is going wrong, you need to get out of there, you dummy. Yeah. But Why no. is this so hard for you to understand, Neelix? They should have just beamed him into the hollow deck. 
and let him think he's on the away team. Just be you're in the special part of the cave. Yeah. Or just leave him in the pattern buffer. Just, just don't, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't materialize him on the planetoid. Just turn him into like a light alien. I don't know what he... happened. This keeps happening with you. I don't know. Maybe we, it's because of your unique biology. Something you're from about the, it. We're not calibrated. A, yeah, you're from a different quadrant. So yeah. that was probably... Doesn't uh, work. Yeah. Our technology doesn't work, so you have to take us... Uh, a runabout down, just shoot the fucking runabout down. <laughs> He's in it, blow it up, blow it up. <laughs> Self-destructed three, two, one. I don't know what happened. It was an error. Terrible. What error. happened to his ship? It. They brought it into the uh, shuttle bay. He probably he lives in there. Well, he's got a. He's in his court. He's got quarters. That's right, he's got. His Is this bath one of the things they don't ever bring up again? No, it comes back. I think it comes back up again. They uh, use it in an episode or something, but I think it's just parked in the garage. Because they have so much space on this ship, apparently it's leaking oil. Yeah, it's, it's just fuck. It's in the it's in the yard of Voyager. <laughs> it's, it's on like, blocks. Uh, Mr. Kim, um, space do you have cinder any, blocks? My my, uh, my people have this. We have these pets that we keep in the house, and they do their business in boxes full of uh, like a, a we call it litter. Do you have anything similar in your culture that I could use to spread under my shuttle? Because it seems <laughs> to have developed a leak, and I want to try to capture that. No, his ship must—it must be disgusting. Well, we saw kind of. Yeah, I doubt he cleaned it once they pulled it on board. Voyager. Yeah, he's a gross motherfucker. Yeah, and we're almost rid of him. Like because he sees like a, a a creature of some sort, a humanoid, and the humanoid shoots him with a laser, and then Neelix hits the ground and starts convulsing violently, and they're like, "Oh man, he's going into shock." So they and the way this the scene was shot, the alien was like sneaking around him, like from Scream, like yeah. killer in Scream, like. Gonna sneak up. But yeah, I Neelix. Like, like scary movies, Neelix. <laughs> that, yeah. But he goes down. He's convulsing. They get to him. So here's the thing. What I thought was um, interesting. It was like how fast that happened. And I was thinking it was like, you know, on Earth, what we have that uh, movie gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Where they're they're jacking cars. These guys are jacking lungs. Yeah, it just took his lungs, son. And it, it's funny because I guess there's two episodes of Star Trek where organs have been harvested. Yeah, Spock's brain. Spock's brain being the other one. And this you know, episode is better than Spock's brain. That that's the thing. This episode is far better than Spock's brain. Which I mean, I guess is cool. That way, how we're judging stuff now. <laughs> it's better. Than it's better. I think that's going to be the bar for Voyager. It's better than Spock's brain, right? So it's an eight. <laughs> I, I think that. I mean, if that's unfair though, because then suddenly Voyager has just gotten better, just all over. Like from the ground up, it's better. We'll see. 
but they take his lungs and we're back in the doctor's office and they're yeah. telling us what happened. And they're telling us that he's only going to live for 47 hours without lungs. 47 minutes. 47 minutes. That's right. 47 minutes. Um, so I, I was thinking that's the length of a length of an episode. So by the end of the episode, he's dead. So we're, we're good. <laughs> we can put together the package with the, I will remember you. No, but you know, he's not going to die because he just converted the captain's mess into a, kitchen yeah so. so we got to deal with that well see though isn't there like hollywood rules where if somebody does something bad they have to be punished for it like in the grand Apparently, scheme of- we did something bad so we have to be punished with neelix for the entire series well it's funny that you bring that up dennis because i took notes again for this episode and in my notes is um bad idea no one likes neelix we're all rooting for him to die yeah well He's an, uns- he's an unsympathetic victim when he's, he's like, oh, no, Neelix. Like, I'm like, oh, let's go whatever we're rooting for. Let's go to no lungs. Come on. It should no happen lungs. to, like, Chakotay. Maybe if it happened to Chakotay, even though he doesn't care, like, we still would care if it happened to him. Yeah, it's yeah. the XO. But here's the thing with Neelix, the scene where they're talking about doing the experimental procedure, because the, the doctor gets it in his head, hey, I've got an idea. We, we can make some holographic lungs and save his life. And on one hand, it was good to see Kess. It was almost like a PSA for how to to act at the doctor's office when the doctors start getting all preachy about what they're going to do to your family member. And it's just like, no, you, you'll explain to me what the fuck you're going to do. And it's like, okay, you know what? You're not nearly smart as a doctor. And anything he says is going to be way above your head. But still, you you have a right to know what someone's going to be you know doing. Yeah. And, you know, at least give me a, a general idea. I all of a sudden had this, when she's looking and she's doing this contemplation, I'm thinking, is this her thinking I'm finally free? And this is like, no, no, I, I don't, I don't think he would That's want why she's to. Stalling. No, no. I want you to explain better. Explain it to me one more time. I need to explain to me in a way that takes 48 minutes. Draw some <laughs> pictures for me. But Maybe no, I'm just can... thinking it's like, is she thinking, oh, is, is this my way out? And it's just like, no, I don't I don't think Neelix would have wanted to live a, a half-life like this. And we should probably respect his culture's wishes because I, I know all about the Talaxians and they Maybe hate she just wanted to cuck him. They they hate laying down. Like they're not make a big him fans watch, of laying down. Make him watch her get fucked by Paris. <laughs> They deactivate the uh, the doctor, and then her, her and Paris just go to town on each other. Well, maybe the doctor is there, and he's like whacking off in the corner. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, and, his head. Yeah, and then they fucking like do a what a p- p- Paris? What is it? They do the fucking Eiffel Tower. The, yeah, Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower, bro. With Paris, dude, it makes sense. One night in Kess, but then they do um. <laughs> No, but um, but yeah, we're I'm hoping it's it's as a viewer who doesn't like Neelix, it's hard for me to have any sympathy at all. I'm just like, word, okay, cool. Yeah. Like in my opinion, they should have put a countdown in the corner, like it's New Year's Eve and just clicking down the time. Oh shit, we only got 43 minutes, this motherfucking gonna be dead. And then a ball drops and then everybody celebrates. Then JLo comes out and sings some songs. That shit would be dope, son. Think about the ratings for that. Like if when the ball dropped and Neelix died and then like Singer of the Day came out, this was what, 90? 
95. So I like, think the ball drops and like seven Mary three comes out and plays cumbersome. People would be amped Jesus. as fuck. I mean, 95, I'm just kind of going in that route, right? Like they were big then, right? Or Sub- no, Sublime was already dead. But like you hear like, I and it would fit the, the song because Neelix is cumbersome to the show. And then like, he's gone now. And then everybody would be happy. You know, and then maybe TLC comes out and like sings waterfalls, like maybe make it sad. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just a win-win. And then we move on. Stupid Neelix had a natural obsession (laughs) with annoying everyone on the crew. (sighs) Don't go chasing Neelix, y'all. Just let it Just let him go. Take your lungs and you'll end up dead. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not what happens. Go into that cavern because he don't listen to Chakotay. But yeah, now. But the doctor does come up because I guess the way they are. uh, Speaking of the caverns, they are getting their money's worth out of these caverns in the first few episodes. Yeah, because then the away team goes down there. With the security, with, with, you know, she takes guns. She's like, "Yeah, we we're going down." But I, I didn't like. Okay, so here's the thing: she's walking out the door, and she tells Chakotay to tell Tuvok to assemble a security team. And um, it's one black guy. Well, <laughs> I had my fingers crossed the whole time. I was like, "Come on, black guy! Come on, brother! You can do it!" <laughs> Come on, they're like, man. They want to secure a security team or whatever, and, and go down with you know type three phasers Get or whatever. Get me Chicote and Johnson. Oh, so man, can't Johnson. she just go <laughs> chirp chirp Tuvok? Meet me in the transporter room of the security D. Why does she have to tell Chicote to tell Tuvok? More lines. It, She's I just, still I, evaluating Chakotay, so she wants to see how good his memory is. Yeah. And remember all, like a detailed order, you know? It's hard. I, never, I, mean, I, I, I always hate it when the waiter doesn't write down my order. It's yeah. just like, you're not going to, just just write it down. Make me, just pretend to write something. So, But but she is treating Chakotay like an eight-year-old. She's like, because I know my son can't do like four things in a row because he'll get distracted by something. So, you know, you go, all right, this is what I need you to do. Call Tuvok. No, no, no. Put that down. Call wait, wait, Tuvok. Wait, 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 wait. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Did you brush your teeth yet? No. Put your shoes on. Call Tuvok. Get an away team, and we need some guns. No, 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 no. Put put your lightsaber down. Put the lightsaber down. You don't need that right now. Are you going to bring the lightsaber to school? No. We don't need to play Legos right now, Bobby. Put the Legos down. We're getting Chicote. We're getting <laughs> Tuvok. We're getting Tuvok. Okay. Focus, focus. <laughs> and then once again... <laughs> Um, the captain is beaming down to we know this is a dangerous environment mm-hmm. because dude's lung just got stole. Yeah. And but she doesn't have a normal first officer. Like if yeah. her first officer didn't croak in the first episode, he probably would have said, No, 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 Captain. Starfleet regulations strictly stipulate the blah blah blah. Chicote's like, bitch dies on the planet. I'm in charge. Can you bring back some coffee? Cause we're running low and maybe some uh some sun chips. And some little bites. All right, cool. I'm the captain now. Let me know if they have Entenmann's. <laughs> Do they have space Entenmann's down there? They make a good coffee cake. Mm. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. They have like a little stand in the middle of the cave. There's just an Entenmann stand with the donuts and the coffee cake. Coffee How cake is, it, is so good. How is it so fresh? This cave, this cave is in the middle of nowhere. 
don't mind if I do. It's freshly stocked. With the Delta Quadrant. And it's just... It's just Neelix. He just lost his lungs. I mean, I think we can forgive these guys. They left Entenmann's here. I mean, people don't put out a spread like this with it. I don't know. I just, they can't be bad people. The Entenmann's little chocolate chip cookies are delicious, by the way. If you this haven't is an tried original this. thing, is it? This Entenmann's are everywhere, right? Yeah, I, I know it's here. East Coast for yeah, sure. I got them here. It's, uh, I got some little bites upstairs, baby. The brownie little bites are to die for. They are wonderful. So, okay, so that's something for the listeners. If you want to have interaction on our social medias, tell us if Intamin's is in your non-Mid-Atlantic region. Well, I'm in the Midwest, technically. Yeah, you've got them in Ohio. I had them in Alabama. We have them in Virginia. Um, They're absolutely in New York. So I I don't know if they're in Colorado or not. Yo, I'm going to amend my Kroger order. Where's my phone? I'm going to put a coffee cake on that motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, that's the absolute worst thing about this pandemic is that walmart isn't 24 hours or i would just run there after the show and buy one can i add something to this or is it too late Uh, that's why i do like the walmart order because i can't add stuff to it pretty quick like they give you a cutoff time like you can add stuff to it until whenever and then but i miss going to the grocery store because i can't just pick up like oh shit entomans two for one baby let's get some they got them little cherry pies. They, they got to be losing all kinds of money just on the impulse buys from me. Yeah. Because yeah. I will literally go to get a gallon of milk and walk out with $50 worth of groceries. And I got to tell you too, man, it's real hard to not walk by the little Debbie and cap and be like, mm, I miss that. I miss walking by the, the temptation of the little it's Debbie and cap. Only $1.97. Only I can oh, only I get the big box for $3.98. <laughs> How many oatmeal? How many oatmeal pies? I get ninety. <laughs> I don't like the the big box because have you noticed that with the big days. boxes of the oatmeal pies and the well all the big boxes I had with oatmeal pies, the Swiss rolls, and the uh, fudge rounds. They don't give you more cakes; they just give you bigger cakes. I like the bigger cakes. I don't like the bigger cake. Don't don't mess with my life like that. I I want the bigger box because I want more of the smaller ones that I do because those small ones are manageable. But the problem is, if, if I get the regular size box, you're, I'm going to you're eat. You're basically saying, yeah, you're eating the same number of them. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, <laughs> just smash your little cakes together, and it's like one big cake. No, no, no. He's if he'll eat three small cakes, then he's going to eat three large cakes. Yeah, That's and I've just saying. doubled the he's size. Wrappers. He's not counting uh, net weight. Now, Ben, uh, did There's you? A reason I weigh 270 pounds. That's a lot of sexy right there. You don't weigh 270 pounds. Yeah. You wear it well. I can't tell because you're sitting down. <laughs> exactly. You have thin shoulders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, so they uh, they find some hot rock and the tech. There's a lot of techno babble when they're in the caves on both occasions. They're yeah. just techno babbling it up. Just a lot of yada. Like, okay, man. All right. Okay. Okay. I get it. And then they finally just go. Well, these rocks are warm. And I'm like, I understand what you're talking about. This is cool. My dumb brain figures this out. And then they well, let's they heat say, them up. Oh, there is a temperature differential here yeah. that is uh, unexplainable. By blah, 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 blah. But I thought it's, Janeway it's had hot. a cool. Janeway had a cool line. She's like, Well, let's heat this up. And then she shoots her phaser at it, and the doorway opens, and they go through, and they find the lungs and stuff, and all the body parts and shit. And then they f- see the guy because they find another doorway. Ensign Johnson finds the other door and they go through the other door and they go through the cave and they see the dude and Tuvok shoots him. And then he runs through another door and disappears. 
Yeah. And they're like, oh no, um, he's getting away. And then she the calls. Ship, yeah. yeah. The ship's is like, hey, yo dog, spaceship's taken off. That was his job was to see if, make sure nobody was escaping. Like, what are you doing up there, Chakotay? Like you had one job was just to make yeah. sure. They went to warp too fast. Like, bitch, what are you doing up there? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And again, she has to give detailed orders beam us up and as soon as we're on board lay in a course to pursue the ship i was very right i will i was very frustrated for janeway at that point because again like you are supposed to be watching paying attention to make sure nothing happens like no no ships leave the planet's orbit or anything no they went to warp too fast like yeah I don't know. Well, it could be a very, it's a small ship. It could be fast. You know, yeah. everybody else listening in on this conversation in the bridge, they're like, you know, he wasn't thinking about the tractor beam. <laughs> he was on space Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 they went to warp too fast. No. Uh, Commander, they're still right there. No, no, no. They went to warp too fast. Because if the lungs get away, Neelix will die. <laughs> Maybe that's why he let it go. Like, yeah, they got away. I don't know. It's gone. They're gone. I don't know. Oh, we just ejected the warp core. Fuck, we can't chase it. <laughs> we hit the wrong button. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, so then um, then we go back to the doctor's office yeah. and um, they, that's when they decide, like, I can give him some fucking lungs here because I guess his his cell toxicity was going up. And then they were like, okay, well, I can give him some some holographic lungs. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That sounds neat. Like, that sounds real sci-fi and kind of mm-hmm. cool. Right. I didn't you, quite understand why they couldn't replicate lung tissue. Because his his biology was so much different. I guess that his lungs attached to his spinal column or something, and they couldn't they couldn't get the square peg into a round hole. I guess well, it's by, been more complicated surgery on Star Trek. But by using the 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 teleporter the transporter room data of when he used the, uh, tra- when he beamed down to a planet, they were using that to uh, then uh, build the holographic lungs. So but- see, this is the, the whole thing. Cause it wasn't it the last episode or the one before it where or th- it was the last episode. Cause Kess was having those headaches and uh, the divisions and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, he was scanning her brain and like, Oh, I don't have your brain on file. Like between that episode and this one, he didn't finish the job of scanning everybody on the ship. Well, no, I don't think any scan though that he's going to do for just a, a check-in uh, scan or a, even a, a brain like, scan. Why wouldn't he have a lung scan? Well, it's not going to be as precise or as exact as the the, the transporter scan. And Neelix has never seen like this. This guy is a completely unknown race. They've never seen one of Neelix before, and they hope they never run into like. Think of a whole planet of Neelix. God, that'd be awful. Oh, yeah. I bet they're all really nice. He's just a dick. That's why they like keep the Alf planet. Yeah. <laughs> no Mac. Maybe he, he is kind of Alfian with the hair. Yeah. He, maybe he's Melmacian. But anywho, he's a, he's a reject Melmacian. Yeah. Those rivers of mayo. But they figure it out like, okay, we're going to give him lungs and stuff. And that's how it's going to work. And again, I found myself, I really liked Kess. Like she's, she's very cool. She's very empathetic. Mm -hmm. She's very kind. She, you know, like she's, she's talking to Paris and Paris is being super nice to her. This is where, because they've got a really good voice. 
Yeah, she's got a good voice. She's very kind. She's very caring. She clearly loves Neelix. And then, like, the first chance Neelix gets when he wakes up is, like, he starts gaslighting her. Like, right off the bat. Is it gaslighting? Kinda, yeah, right? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure Paris is going to pull the plug on me. Blah, blah, blah. He's just waiting to swoop in on you. I don't, it's not you. I don't know if that's gaslighting necessarily, but it's, yeah, he's definitely feeding her an alternative reality. Oh, it's not you that I'm worried about. It's him, the way he looks at you. Do you hear the way he said that? If you need anything, I'll be on the bridge. Because she doesn't have any agency, right? Like she can't choose who she wants as a, as a mate. Well, no, because she's a child and you don't let children make those kind of decisions. Yeah. And if Paris comes on to her, she won't have any choice but to succumb to his wiles. His bald (laughs) ways of romance. But yeah, there's not. Neelix can't really compete in the hairline department. But Neelix is, I mean, it it might not be gaslighting, but it's definitely, it's definitely sketchy kind of emotionally abusive behavior. Mm Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he's a real abuser. Yeah, he's clearly abusing her. Like, oh, you just let me die. I, I why I'd be dead. I don't want to live, and I can't. Just let me die. And uh, like, he just sucks. Like everything about him sucks. And then he gets into a yelling match with the doctor later on in the episode about, you know, come talk to me, and your ceiling stinks, and I just want to be dead. And it's like, just fucking die then, man. Like, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, I don't care. As a viewer, I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit about you. Can't you just... He has to be absolutely still. So let's just put him in a medically induced coma until we figure out what to yeah, do. Why not? Why, yeah, that'd have, be, why do you have to be awake for any of this? Clearly the best way, because that's the scene where it happens, where like Kess comes in and she's like, I just can't deal with this. Like he, the doctor's like, I don't, I'm not programmed to do this. I don't understand this. And Kess, Kess is more of a counselor than Troy ever was. Mm-hmm. She's very intuitive. She's very kind. She, she's talking to him in very kind of simple terms like, well, can you learn? You're a program. Can you adapt your your blob? And it's 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 very kind. And the doctor finds comfort in all of this, right? You know, she. This is the second time she's kind of you know laid it out for him and be like, well, I mean, you did this. This wasn't programming. This was something you did. And I, she has a very kind demeanor and 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 I guess way with the doctor, which I think is pretty cool. Speaking of programming, uh. Why can't they run two doctor programs at once? Oh, it's the amount of processing power. No, and... don't give me that bullshit. They can no, run it a is. whole hollow deck. Well, of, yeah, of non-player characters. <laughs> well, yeah, but not with his level of uh, intelligence. Of, but it's all from the ship's computer. No, no, no. He's he he is a, a separate program though on the computer. They go into this later. Well, see, Dennis, what happens is they can, you can have more than one endpoint accessing the uh, the data repository. Okay, so you're trying to apply some bullshit 20th century technology, yeah, to what's happening in the 24th century Basic network architecture. Right, Dennis, listen. Okay, they can you get do one it. certification, and all of a sudden, that's woo. right. I'm questioning Let, everything. Listen, they can have more than one doctor. Okay. Yeah. But what happened was it slows down the buffering on the holodeck and the people on the holodeck complain that their fantasies were too slow. Like, why is my fantasy buffering here? Haven't I'm they su- shut down the holodecks yet? I'm su- have they not done that? I'm supposed to, I'm a knight. I'm a knight fighting 
King Arthur for the fucking Knights of the Round Table shit. So I'm trying to find the Holy Grail and now it's buffering. It's slow. I can't do this. We got to turn off that other doctor. So now they have to turn off the other doctor program because it's slowing down the download speeds. To, I'll, buy, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'm just going to keep going with this bit as long as I can. And they slow down the speeds and it doesn't, it's not conducive to morale because they, they need the, the energy. The, the armless, legless Black Knight keeps showing up in yeah. all the programs. Yeah. Like, Come on. This guy keeps saying, it's like, turn us. off the other doctors. Your, your kids are young still, so it's it's probably not an issue that you run into. But it's like when my kids are here and I've got one on the PlayStation, one on the laptop, and one on the iPad. And they're all streaming uh, HD movies. And, and I have virtual school going on in my house right yeah. now. Like at any moment, you're there's a you're, lot of bandwidth being occupied. Okay, so when it it is it slows down. So when the kids are all up front doing their stuff on the the high speed internet, and then I open up um, different sites in the back, <laughs> it, and it gets to that buffering thing. That that's very frustrating. So you have to have you know, you have to take certain things off the network, and that's where the second doctor went. All right. But then at that time, you could just be like, oh, he's just soaking in that guy. Yeah, that's what's happening. He's just soaking. Soak it up. It's like an awkward mid-thrust. Like... <laughs> that's the worst is when it speeds up to catch up. Yeah. It just... The it's audio like, doesn't quite match yeah. the uh, the video. Like, damn it, I have to masturbate faster. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so again, um, they figure out, they chase the ship, and then they catch these guys. And we're skipping ahead a little bit, but yeah. they yeah, they finally kind of realize what's happening here that these guys have some illness, the phage. Well, the, they they chase they the guys just, to like, an run asteroid. out of gas or something. Well. They the guys hide in that's right. The, they hide in the asteroid. In the asteroid, and they take Voyager inside the asteroid because Janeway's just that kind of a wild woman. And, they, and I liked they, the scene with Tuvok here. Tuvok was like, "I know what you're <laughs> thinking, and I know we're gonna do this." So okay, cool. And he's like, "All right, well, yeah, fuck yeah, we're doing it." I thought that was a really cool scene because <coughs> the show's this is the fifth episode, but they mentioned like we've been together for four years, so they're trying to show you that they these two people have a really strong rapport with each other. Right. I thought that was really cool. Although they kind of, we've been with this crew for four episodes and I knew she was going to do it. So, yeah, I knew, but I'm saying storytelling wise, Dennis, yeah. No, yeah, you know, it just because it builds it's 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 a nice way to build the illusion of time. Like these two people are are very comfortable with each other. They've known each other for a really long time. They respect one another. And I thought that's that to be even more annoying for Chakotay because he's like, hey, I should be the one having these little conversations with you not the security well you know you should have not dropped out of starfleet and maybe Chakota. you could have been my real exo i like chakotay i think he's a cool he's got a cool look to him i think he's maybe later on is gonna do some cool stuff but i kind of know he's not gonna he's kind of dead weight yeah like he really could have been helped out if there was a mutiny like boiling underneath the surface this whole season you know and like maybe, he's he's trying to keep people keep the maquis people in check, and make sure that they you know play nice with everybody, but stay ready just in case an opportunity presents itself. You know something like that would have given of, him. Well, maybe if more the, to do other than just okay, I'll I'll stay on the ship while you do the cool stuff. 
maybe if the other actress had stayed as Janeway that they first hired. Who was the and first actress they hired? Don't you remember in the book there was she's a movie actress and God, I can't remember her name right now. You the can watch the video. You can watch the video on uh, YouTube, I think. Yeah, there, the there's a couple of things episode. out there where they had filmed scenes with her, and it just was not working because she was more of a movie actress or whatever. So she wasn't it's Genevieve, Genevieve Bajol. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. I guess, uh, God, one of the rumors that we read back in the day was that she was offended that they had told her to stuff her bra. Like Genevieve they her, or Yeah, Janeway. they wanted her to wear, Genevieve, they wanted her to, to pat her bra just for, you know, the look. And between that and then the her being a movie actress and not used to this, you know, the TV schedule and all the different things that come with that. And it was just like, yeah, you're not a good. So she drops out and they're like, thank God we don't have to, you know, fire her. She quit. And then they brought in uh, um, Kate Mulgrew. Who's, who's, who's wonderful. Who's just, yeah, thank God they did. But I'm wondering if maybe if they'd had the other captain, if she would have been more of the stay on the ship kind of captain. And uh, Chakotay would have had more to do on the planet. Like, like he would have been the guy going. Janeway is so... I guess dominating with everyone else on the ship. Like she's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm going down, I'm excited about this. You give me all the updates on on your on your thingy that you're making for the dilithium. Like she's so involved in everything. Like Chakotay just doesn't really do much. Yeah. He's got a very easy job. Like she doesn't really delegate anything to him. Hopefully that changes later, but I don't know. And then I know just from reading the book that Robert Beltran was like, I hated that shit. Like it was just a check. I'm just there to cash this motherfucker. They didn't write anything for me. Like, well, then we, well, we find out that their uh, Native American advisor was a Puerto Rican guy. Well, something like that. He wasn't Native American and he was just making shit up. He was the guy from the trash commercials. It's the same guy. He's like, man, this is the best. Yeah, I get real sad when people throw trash away. Uh, yeah, um, he needs a spirit bag and um, a totem in his quarters. And um, hold on. This guy is using the uh, Alpha Flight comic book for his reference. It's like, man, I wish Google yeah. had, would yeah, be Shaman, invented. Shaman so could... did this in this, episode, in this issue, so maybe this guy can do it too. Reach into your medicine bag. I need a peace pipe. Let's let's fire it up. That's what I'm doing, baby. But yeah, it's not good. He's just not great. But I don't. I don't guess I blame Beltrain for. No, no, not at all. His his. just they, they wasted him as a character, I think, in a lot of places. I mean, I think they wasted a lot of people on this show. I mean, like, cause Cass is pretty interesting. Like, I, so far, so good. But then, like, I was reading stuff about her on her Wikipedia because I wanted to see the actress. I forgot her name. And, I, and they were like... Jennifer Ling. Jennifer Ling. And then some of the writers were just like, yeah, we just didn't... We got rid of her because she wasn't very developed. Like, we didn't know what to do with her. And then other writers are like, but she was perfect for a sci-fi show because she's kind of empathetic, you know, like she's got this, that, and like, eh, whatever. But I, so far, so good. I like Cass. She might be like my second or third favorite character. And I'm just hoping oh, Neelix dies, but no, we don't get that lucky. No. I love um, the, what's the name of the race that has the phage? The, the Vidians. Vidians. The Vidians 
we make fun of a lot of Star Trek makeup on this show, and we've done it for a really long time. The Vidian's makeup was dope as shit. I mean, you could, Dennis, if you don't I mean, like they're it. They're basically burn victims. It's yeah, really, but it looked, but it had like a, to me, it had like almost kind of like a spacey Frankenstein vibe, like with the different patches of skin. So, and like the stitches yeah. and stuff. Like, I thought it was really good makeup. When we first bring them over, right? And, and they're these, these basically the, these very, you're, the Frankenstein analogy is great. But when they, they, through the series of events, capture the two Vidians and bring them on the ship. And they're sitting in there. The first one that talks, the Dr. Vidian or whatever. I swear when he first started talking, I thought it was like one of those old universal monster movies. Yeah. We do not have to tell him anything. <laughs> you know, it was, it was one of those like that, that cheesy monster movie accent that they were, he was, uh, it was like Bella Lugosi as the Vidian. Yeah, well, to be I don't fair, think, I don't think either one of those guys did a good performance. Like I, I just kind of thought they were, I don't know, it, it wasn't good in my opinion. To be fair, Bella Lugosi, that was his real voice. That wasn't an accent. He was from Hungary or whatever. So that's the yeah, way he well, really talked. And then he tainted everyone else for the yeah. next seventy years doing vampire movies. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I really like the makeup. I wasn't, I didn't think they were bad actors. I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was kind of cool. Like they were ghoulish and kind of, the one guy was kind of ghoulish. He's like, in my world, I'm a, I'm a sculptor. And you know, I have, I have his lungs now. And I'm thinking like, cool, they can't save this dude. This shit's over. Neelix is done for. It's going to be great. Oh, but our medical technology is so advanced. We Get the eyeglass that. tube. <laughs> that little holographic thing just expands into a eyeglass case. <laughs> <laughs> and they just shoot him right out <laughs> I'm not dead yet <laughs> kill that hologram make him but, suffer because and the and the and the the what are they called again the vidians the vidians explain like we have this disease we have to go harvesting organs sometimes we take them from dead people sometimes dead people organs we can't find so we we take people's organs in a pinch yeah, you know, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. And so Janeway, though, gets really pissed on the ethics on this. Yeah. Where she's just like, well, I can't take the lungs back now. And she's like, and I can't kill you guys because that's not how our society works. So I'll keep I'm you just, in the brig forever. So, yeah, I can't put you in the brig forever because we're not prepared for something like that. So I'm just going to let you go with a warning. Hey, don't take anybody else's lungs. Yeah, but the warning, I mean, she was just like, you know, basically gave I the, know. if I ever see you again, I will rain hell fire on you kind of a thing, or as close to it as she could get, 1995. One thing I did like about the Vidians is they uh, they are paired up, and one is responsible for finding the organs for the other one. I thought that was kind of a cool, like one is the alpha and one is the The, the cuck. Yeah, and like... <laughs> Because I guess the one is the younger one. Yeah. So the older one tries to find, you know, uh, body parts for him to keep him alive longer. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like an interesting social dynamic that they have in their culture now. No, I thought it was cool too. But how does the society go? Because they said that the, the disease hit their planet millennia ago. Yeah. And then they said, oh, we had thousands die every day. I was like, oh. <laughs> How big is this? A little planet? close to home there. Yeah. I was yeah say, right you know, 1995, point. it was like, eh. 
there's, there's, you know, that, that yeah, back then thousands dying a day, it was like, oh yeah, that is a lot of people. But that's now it's scary. Like, How could you live in a society where a thousand people die every day? I mean, Jesus, I can't even imagine. Oh, wait. That would never happen here. But at least they were trying something. Trump didn't do anything. He was like, well, we'll just all get phage and then we'll be fine. Like then we'll take organs from the dead ones and it'll be great. Yeah. Why haven't we started stealing organs from people yet? I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, I'm sure Q's got some ideas about that, bro. (laughs) I'm just going to stay out of the conversation. Yeah, me too. That's why I just let it hang there. And lie. We've got to read his messages. He's saying something about it. He's saying we need that cool weapon that they have. That's a medical tricorder and like a surgical instrument. And then the one guy. Bill Gates has already developed that that device. Bill Gates invented He's shooting phage. it from the 5G towers. Yep. He invented phage to get rid of them because then he's going to put trackers in them once there's a cure the weird part is they have all this medical knowledge about how to replicate people's organs and to do all this stuff but they mm-hmm. can't figure out a way to cure this disease i thought that was kind of weird but whatevs well yeah, it's we, probably in their dna <clears throat> i'm guessing yeah so like whenever they graft this stuff into their bodies that's compatible then it just get the dna gets overwritten and they can't find a way to extricate it yeah but we knocked out a global pandemic in a year we came up with a vaccine they can't come up after 2,000 years. They can't figure out. Mm. Maybe it's just easier to take somebody's kidney. Yeah. You know? And it looks cool. You got like stitches on your well, face. I mean, like a virus is a little different than what it seems like they have. Like, you know, like a virus changes your DNA or like invades your cells to make it replicate more virus, you know? Mm-hmm. Like whatever they have is actually destroying, like degenerating their cells. So it's that's a, a bummer. Bit different, yeah. It's a bummer, man. But then um, he's like, "Well, since you saved me, we'll look into this, and maybe we can save your crewmen." And they go into the room and they wave their weird weapon around, and the guy's extra like Eastern European. I am not picking up any. Apparently, according to my readings, you are not here. And he's like, "Yeah, I wish I wasn't." And they go, oh, yes, uh, who will donate? Who will give us the lung? And his eyes get all big, like he gets a boner because there's going to be some lungs. Yeah. Yes. And then everything's fine. And then he's alive. Yeah, he gets Cass's lung. That way she will always be inside of him forever. I'm inside you. Um, Again, I, I, there's a weird silence kind of here, but I'm just going to go out and say I really like this episode a lot. Out of the aliens that have been introduced so far to this point, and there's only been, what, the... the Kazon. Kazon. The Kazons. The, the caretaker. The caretaker and the other... Yeah, I the, these are clearly the most interesting. Okampa, I guess that's what she is, right? The makeup, yeah. I, th- I thought the makeup looked really cool, and I can see that these guys are going to be a problem. Because, I mean, what are they doing? They're out stealing people's organs, for God's sakes. Well, four episodes in, not looking at the entire series, right? They have the potential of being the Borg. Yeah. Where it's just this, you know, because their ship can go just as fast. But they're not Voyager. That's the only difference. They're kind of pussies. Well, these two. Well, this one guy's to an be artist, fair, man, he's a he's a sculptor. Yeah, and artists are always going to be more of the progressive. But they said sect. like their their society was like that. Like everybody, like they didn't, 
We were teachers. They weren't like a warring culture. Yeah. Th- that teachers and artists. Used to be. But I mean, when you got used to be explorers, but then you, now our life is in jeopardy. So they're also the society that made Dr. Mingala there stealing people's lungs. <laughs> and, so and they and they came up with a really neat little instrument to do it too. So I mean, what was it? It's, it scans you down to the the molecular level and is more advanced than any tricorder. Versus like they they get a full scan and, and compatibility check right there. I mean. It's like they run ancestry and they know that, you know, some of your ancestors came from the east coast of Scotland in 1743. So it's just like, yeah. So maybe they were artists, but they're also uh, the other kind. Trying to keep each other alive. Yeah. I don't know, man. I So I really enjoyed this episode. What do you rate it? I'm going to rate it. I think the highest I've gone is a six. Seven. I think I gave a I, what? You gave a seven to Parallax. Okay, I'm gonna say this is a seven point five. I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was cool. I like the new villain that they introduced. Mm-hmm. I can see that, that, that they're going to be a problem here. I would have given it an eight. I actually, if Neil could have died, I'd given it a 10 and we would have stopped the show. We would have been done with it. Like that would have been it. We wouldn't do any more podcasts, but yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought Janeway was cool. I just dug it, man. I liked it. Yep. Dennis, I know you disagree with me. Yeah. I think it, it's like a 5.5 for me. Like it's just, I mean, some aspects of the aliens were cool, but I just think they came across as kind of wussy at the end. Like, they just kind of gave up. And after everything they did, you know, stealing the lungs and running away and stuff like that, they're just like, okay, well, we can help you. And, like, everything resolved in too good of a place, I think, for this episode to to really do anything for me. So, All right. it's like five points. Too much Neelix. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah, way liked- too much Neelix. Would you have liked it better if it had been generic crewman number 17 and they did all the same stuff, but at the end of the episode, he ends up dying? No, I mean, it would have been better if Neelix had been unconscious the whole time, for sure. Because I was more interested in the doctor's, you know, mental crisis mm-hmm. than I was in Neelix's. Oh, I really cool. enjoy the doctor's role in this episode. He was yeah. He was great. He's yeah. still my favorite character on the show. I could see that he's he's in the top three for me, Janeway, Doctor, and 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 Kess, which is just weird to say. But I don't feel like anybody else really does anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the overwhelmed, exasperated Doctor is pretty cool. But I'm pretty sure once they get to the point where they're in kind of a normal battle rhythm, rhythm, and he's kind of used to dealing with things, then it's mm-hmm. gonna kind of he's gonna get annoyed well, and start singing. Oh, well, he's gonna start singing and shit, yeah. and then he's gonna go. The seeds for that was planted right in this episode where yeah. Neelix goes, do you sing? And the doctor just gives him a look and I'm thinking, oh, God, is this, but, is this where it started? But you know what? That's kind of a cool little seed, though. I mean, the fourth episode, like, hey, do you sing? And like the idea that as the show goes on, the doctor is going to kind of adapt his programming and learn from the experiences and stuff like that. And all that was kind of planted here with Kess's talk to him about like, you know, well, you can learn your, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can compute. I thought that was really cool. Like mm-hmm. I thought the doctor's, the doctor's journey so far seems to be the most interesting because everybody on the ship treats him like shit. He kind 
kind of treats everybody else like shit, but he's really insecure and kind of weird about all that stuff. But then Kess is very much like, no, you're a, you're a valuable member of this team. Like you do a lot of great stuff for people. So it's kind of cool, you know? I guess it makes sense because Kess is from the shopping mall underground. Yes. And so all the machines there, they don't have like a, an interface that's similar to a living person, you know? So if she sees something that's a living person or resembles a living person, she's going to treat it like it is another person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas all the rest of the crew, they're used to seeing hollow decks and stuff like that. So they know oh, this guy's just fucking hologram. They just treat him like shit. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets too mouthy, we'll just reset him. Yeah. Restore factory settings. <laughs> he had to like press his nose for five seconds while you pull his ear. Yeah. It's like, the same as the oh. uh the Vorta, you know. <laughs> Down he goes. Now what about you, Ben? What do you say? Um, I'm gonna give it uh this is my favorite episode so far, so I'm gonna say a strong seven. Have okay. I given out a seven yet? All right, so Ben and I are kind of closer with this than Dennis. Dennis not feeling it. That's fine. I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I imagine. Everybody has opinions. Yeah. In this great country of ours, it's your absolute right to be wrong. I mean, yeah. I think the majority can be wrong often. We're proving that on a daily basis. Yeah. No, well, to be to be fair, Trump got less votes. So you're Trump in this equation, Dennis. The majority of the states. You guys are the we're we're the electors, we're representing our our uh, constituency. You're the East Coast elitists. Ben and I are the good old country people. Yep, we know what's best for America. We need another phage. Yeah, man, that'll sort them out. Phage them and let God sort them out, man. But yeah, this I don't know. It's good to why you put me on the holographic lung respirator, doctor. <laughs> I'm not sick. And that was cool. That was interesting, the holographic lungs. But again, just put him in a medical coma. That we don't have to deal with this bullshit. He came up with a procedure. Put him in stasis. Yeah. He came up with a procedure, though, that had never been. I mean, like in Starfleet history. Well, one, I guess nobody's lost lungs that couldn't be replaced. And how do you live without lungs for 37 minutes or 47 minutes? That seems well, they had they were they were pumping oxygen into his yeah, but I mean, blood. the minute his body hits the ground and he doesn't have lungs, like that's why he was convulsing. That seems to me like instant death. Well, I think you know you you could do three minutes without lungs. I wouldn't want to do that. Well, I didn't. It didn't look like it was pleasant for him. Sounds like a terrible idea. So I don't know. Just. Beige. Are we trying to hold our breath for three minutes now? No, not at all. I would never do that. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Idiotic. So there you go. Um, all right. What's the next episode? Uh, the scroll. cloud. The cloud. If they go back in time, I think we're going to quit the show. Please don't go. No, it's don't they have to like uh store back up their stuff and then it disappears and it's like oh it's on the cloud and then they have to go download it from a backup or something no no oh, i think this is the uh coffee, coffee nebula, nebula. Yeah. see here's the thing is there's so many things like i really thought this episode was much later in the series 
Like I thought the lung stealing episode was later. I thought the phage came up later. Um, I thought there's coffee and that nebula came up later. So it's just really weird that it's like we're not even five episodes in. Getting all the hits out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, it's like get all the good ideas that you remember about this series out. Just they're very similar episodes that come up again later maybe. Could be, could be. But I mean, I got to say, I mean, we're, I know I don't want to put the cart before the horse. We're only five episodes in. We have, what, 168 episodes left. But so far, it ain't bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. There's only been one stinker, and that was last week's. And at least that was kind of like laughable. Yeah. You know, with the fucking Burger King uniform. So, I mean, hey, we're enjoying ourselves so far, Voyager. So far, so good. I ended up spending $18 for a Whopper the next day. But, you know. How do you, how do you get your Whopper, Ben? What did you put Well, I get on? the Impossible the impossible whopper is pretty good it is and i then really I get like it all it. the way i've, I've uh, switched to uh, impossible burgers because the local uh, grocery here sells them yeah they're tasty so i'll just buy like a bunch of those and uh i've i've actually made meatloaf uh ah. kinda that did not go as well as expected but that wasn't the the impossible burgers fault that was just the presentation i i just need like I, I need to be able to buy five pounds of Impossible Burger. You can. You can buy it like that, I think. Can't you? Like They just sell it by the patties here. Really? Because I, I know what the – I mean, I live just in – the patties together. That's what I, I do. I, I have to crumple them all together, but it messes up the texture. I think you can get it as yeah. regular. And plus, it's like seven bucks for two patties. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it adds – it's like, okay, kids, here's the $50 meatloaf. <laughs> We could have bought a damn cow, killed it, and it's kosher, but you know, it's not yeah, real Bob, meat. Bob, you mentioned the uh, the Burger King uniforms, mm-hmm. and it made the jingle pop in my head. Aren't you hungry for Burger King now? And so I googled that, and sure enough, that video comes up, and you should Share Google screen. it. You should Google it because Share the uh, the uniforms that they're wearing are exactly the same ones from the. Uh, That's awesome. It's not enabled. How do I do that? Um, one participant, multiple participants can share simultaneously. Bam, go ahead. It's all you. Share screen. Share screen. All right. Where is it? Aren't you hungry? Oh, wow. That is really spot on. Look at that. Except yeah. the stripes are going the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Maybe they were Astros fans. <laughs> Maybe. They have the old Stroh's jerseys. Well, there you go. Those are pretty cool jerseys. They were. I see, I see that jersey. I think of Mike Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's the first thing that pops into my head. Hey, that's Mike Scott. Yeah. Or the guys from Swisha House, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to Door Trek. We'll be back next week. And again, thank you to our sponsor, Things from Another World. Go to dorktrek.com, click on the Things from Another World banner. You can buy yourself some stuff. And if you like what you're hearing and you're enjoying the podcast, you can always uh, become a Patreon. We have all kinds of stuff. We have video and we do like pre-show chit chat, which you know will last anywhere from like five to twenty-five minutes of us just rambling on about God knows what. It sounds awful, but it's really entertaining and kind of fun. Uh, we do that. We also have some D and D games up there that we used to play. We have all kinds of stuff on the Patreon. It's cool, man. So check that out: Patreon.com. 
and uh, Dork Trek. So you can do that as well. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And um, Dennis, have you said it yet? Is it your turn? Uh, I don't think I have. Well, go ahead, friend. Hey, uh, how's that so latte coming? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.